0: Hello everyone and welcome to ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. I'm Mauricio Rodriguez streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday. Hope you're having a great Thursday night. How about the Dolphins being a little bit defensive early in the game versus the Ravens? They stopped them in the red zone. They just stopped them again. So it's a good game over there on Thursday night. But tonight we have a lot to talk about regarding the Dallas Cowboys. Randy Gregory out for at least three games. If you take a look at the schedule, it would make sense. If it's a little bit longer than that, we'll talk about it on tonight's show, but also we will talk about the immediate question that popped into all of our minds. What will the Cowboys do to generate some pressure on Matt Ryan? And maybe more specifically, what can they do beyond maybe moving Michael Parsons over to defensive end, which is the first thing that everyone immediately thought. And as every Thursday night, we will have betting the Cowboys segment and the game pick for Falcons versus Cowboys. So thank you for joining the show. I see Tom Downey's burner account and asking Jason in the chat over at YouTube. Shout out to the Facebook audience as well, people who are watching on Twitter too. And, and also shout out to the podcast audience who listens to this after the show is streamed live thank you for tuning in and thank you for that now that more of us are here let's start the show officially let's go here on adc sports dallas primetime Hello everyone and welcome to ADC Sports Dallas primetime. I'm Mauricio Rodriguez streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central here on Dallas on the man sports talk network with a lot more content coming your way throughout the entire Cowboys 2021 season. Make sure you check out ADC sports.com slash Dallas for more Cowboys content, more Mavericks content. Make sure you check that out. Thank you for being with me tonight. Thank you for being with me tonight. I'm excited about tonight's show, even though we have a little bit of bad news to share with you guys regarding Randy Gregory. I'm sure you have heard by now, but we'll try to break down what we could expect from the Cowboys defense without Gregory. So make sure you hit that like button. Make sure you share the show. If you're watching on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter, let's get more more Cowboys fans in here. Burner account, by the way, saying saw so many fans so many fans say that we would lose as soon as Rush was named starter, even before the kickoff. But then we won, then we're cheering since Tom down his burner account. I think it was fair to say that the Cowboys would lose without Dak Prescott on that game. I don't think that makes you necessarily a bad fan. But I do think that, hey, if you are just like a- acting like the sky is falling apart after the adversity that the Cowboys are facing right now, then maybe you could spot some fake fans over there. I don't think that, like, like, there are different types of fans. There are fans that are there every single step of the way and are predicting. There are fans that don't want to be unbiased. And there are some fans that even though they are still fans, they opt for being a little bit more unbiased and objective in their thoughts in their predictions. I think that is fair. I think that is fair. I'm not going to lie to you, to be honest. Now, what is up, Ryan Doyle, primetime field, Dallas Junk, uh, Rue Glock reminding you to hit that like button. Chain Carter saying, I don't know what I'm less excited to see. Travon Diggs covering Cal Pitts on the inside or Trent Steele at left tackle part two. I don't know either, Chain. I don't know. I, I, I do know that there's one thing that I'm even less excited. Nah, I'm, actually, I'm actually low-key excited about it, but there, there is a bad versus bad matchup on this defense that I, that I will get into later on the show. Primetime field says only way you find out if you have playmakers, it's by opportunities. Joshua Davis saying go Chicago Bulls. Why can we ever have nice things? That is Stevie Max question in the chat. And I think it's a fair one. Listen, another calf strain for the Dallas Cowboys, another significant absence because of a calf strain. Like, that's three of them this season. Michael Gallup in week one, only game he has played in. Maybe he comes back on Sunday versus the Falcons. Then you have Dak Prescott missed that Sunday night matchup versus the Vikings. And now it is Randy Gregory who will miss some time. And of course, reminding us that the Marcus Lawrence is also still out and, you know, giving us some concerns on how the Cowboys are going to be able to get some sort of pressure rate versus the Falcons and over the upcoming few games. And it is a fair concern because the Cowboys are middle of the pack defensively when it comes to pressure rate in the NFL. Michael Parsons has had some good moments. Also, the early in the season had some great moments. Randy Gregory, of course, might have been the best defensive player yet for the Cowboys this season, Considering that the Marcus Lawrence has been out, but you know now they're out of number 94. He 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 will be placed on he has been placed on injured reserve to to put it more accurately, and he will that means that he has to miss at the very least the Falcons game, the Chiefs game in week 11, then a week 12 matchup versus the Raiders, and then week 13 would I would also put it in question. Because keep in mind that one of the next three games for the Cowboys is in a short week. So the Cowboys will play the Chiefs on the 21st of November, which is a Sunday. And, they, and then in a short week, they will have to face the Raiders. So it's more likely than not, maybe, that Randy Gregory might be you know about to lose four games rather than three of them. And of course, it could be more. It could be less, depending on how severe the injury is. But the fact that they placed him on injured reserve is, of course, far from great. And listen, I know that the Chiefs are struggling. I know that the Raiders are not an elite football team. But it's far from ideal to face Patrick Mahomes, Derek Carr, who has been able to lead an an explosive offense so far without your top pass rusher yet. And maybe Demarcus Lawrence is able to come back. But the expectations for many, according to multiple reports, have been late November or early December for number 90. So not a great situation for the Dallas Cowboys. Cavs are the new hamstring, says William Boys over in the chat. To me, it makes sense to live steal by guard at Zach Martins' primetime field and put Collins next to Williams to balance that flag maker. I, I get the point. I don't think they will, though. I think that they will stick to their plan, to be honest. Grady Jarrett is going to be lined up in between Connor Williams and Tyler Viadish all game long, says Shane Carter. Another player who was designated to practice from the Falcons, by the way, was Dante Fowler, the top pass rusher in Atlanta. It is still not official whether or not he will play, but hopefully Dante Fowler is not ready for Sunday because I'm not a fan of Terrence Steele facing Fowler on that Sunday game versus the Falcons. Now, the question that everyone has in their mind so far, how can the Cowboys address this? And more specifically, will Michael Parsons be back at defensive end? And the question for you guys in the chat is, do you agree or disagree with playing Michael Parsons at defensive end now that Randy Gregory once again is is out for the game? This has to take you back to the Chargers game in week two. Because that is the moment in which the Cowboys actually made that aggressive call of saying, you know what, we will ask Parsons to carry this defense's these defense pass rush and we will play him at defensive end, even though we drafted him to be a linebacker. That is the same situation that the Cowboys are facing now versus the Chargers. And I looked back at this game. And I found some interesting stuff. And most people are saying uh, that they agree. Agree, sadly, since Dallas Young, Ryan also agrees. Primetime Field agrees. It is difficult not to, because it is difficult to believe that listen, Drums Armstrong, Terrell Vashem, and Chauncey Golson will be enough a defense event to get some pass rush versus Matt Ryan. It is difficult to believe that. So that's why I believe most fans and most analysts and most people who follow the Cowboys, will agree on playing Michael Parsons at defensive end. I went back to the Chargers game, watched some film, watched some stats on it as well. Here are some key snap counts that I wanted to point out on this game. Terrell Basham played 63% of the plays. I think that is average with what Basham has done lately. Durant Armstrong, big for the Cowboys that Armstrong is back. We'll get more into it uh, later on the show, but big for the Cowboys that he has been back recently. Played about 56% of that game. Big difference from the Chargers game. Jalen Smith is gone in that game. He played the second high. Uh, he had the second highest snap count of his time with the Cowboys this season at 76%. Remember, this is important. Keanu Neal, of course, was dealing with with something else um, as well. So big game for Jalen Smith versus the Chargers. Of course, he is gone. I would expect if Parsons is moved to defensive end. I would expect Keanu Neal and of course Leighton Vanderich to be your starting linebackers most of the game. Vanderich in that same game, by the way, had 52% a 52% snap count, which was the fourth highest of the season so far. Now, wanted to look back on these ones because when you watch that Cowboys game versus the Chargers and the way that and Quinn tried to find Ways to get some quarterback pressure on. I saw primarily three things. I took three things away from that game. And here is how I believe that the Cowboys can get some pass rush against Matt Ryan. Number one has to do a lot with Durant's Armstrong. Because I I believe that the Cowboys were aggressive in playing Armstrong inside. And that might not only happen with Armstrong now. Because back then the Cowboys did not have Chauncey Golston. Now they do, and they have played Goldstone quite a bit, actually, and he has been able to make some plays, and he has been able to show that he can play inside and outside. Most likely than not, he will play outside, but the Cowboys can be a little bit flexible with how they manage their defensive line and their defensive end rotation. So I think that we will see both Armstrong and Goldstone maybe play sometime inside, and even when they are inside, they can be used in some stunts. That is something that we saw in the Chargers game. Try to free up Oso Diisua with some interesting stunts from the defensive end. That is one way that I would expect the Cowboys defense to try to get some pressure versus Matt Ryan. Then stunts and 92 playing inside as well as 59 Chauncey Colson. So those are two. Then the other one would be just some weird fronts that we have seen already from Dan Quinn. Especially on third down, in that game versus Justin Herbert, the Cowboys were showing some weird stuff and being aggressive in blitzes as well on third down. So, for example, once they had Michael Parsons, Di Isuwa, and then they had two linebackers threatening the the a gaps with Keanu O'Neal and Jalen Smith threatening to go after the quarterback. Then Carlos Watkins and Terrell Basham on the other side of the defensive line. So those are basically six guys threatening to go after the quarterback, and we might see a little bit more of that versus Matt Ryan as well, even though some of these players will drop. So for example, I will go over this front again. 11, Michael Parsons over on the edge, then also the Isua. two linebackers threatening in the double A gap, like for a double A gap blitz, Keanu Hill and Jalen Smith, and then you have Watkins and Basham. In this play, it was weird that Parsons dropped back and also Terrell Basham dropped back. I'm not a fan of dropping defensive ends into coverage. Dan Quinn has not been shy about it, though, this season. So we might see some of Basham dropping back, and, or maybe even Durant Armstrong. Michael Parsons, of course, you can drop him back as much as you want. He is Michael Parsons, after all. But hey, the Cowboys, we're, we're doing that. Then you have your linebackers that uh, Quinn will not be afraid of sending Keanu Neal after the quarterback either. We have seen that so far this season. And for example, in that game, Jalen Smith, who is gone now and it might be Leighton Vandridge in his place, was also not really as a quarterback spy. I believe it is more of what they call a green dog linebacker in which if the running back does not release on a route, you can go after the quarterback. Otherwise, you're with the running back in coverage. We might see a little bit of that as well, but some weird fronts from Dan Quinn is what I would expect. Not only that, but third down blitzes, like we were talking about, uh, another third down look that the Cowboys gave the Chargers on that week two game was interesting to me. They had Parsons at the edge, 97, uh Di the Isuwa, then Jalen Smith threatening to go after the quarterback at the line of scrimmage. We're talking lined up at the line of scrimmage here. And then Armstrong and Vashem from the same side. Something that, again, I would expect a lot during this game. Armstrong on the inside, next to another pass rusher over at the edge. And I would also expect Chauncey Golson to get involved in these kind of looks. And even though the Cowboys were threatening with these five guys at the line of scrimmage, Basham and Jalen Smith drop, and guys who were lined off of the line of scrimmage, specifically Keanu Neal and Jaron Kears, coming in with the blitz. So Dan Quinn has, it was very aggressive on that game. It didn't always pay off, especially in the third and long. The Cowboys struggled a lot there. But hopefully that is not the case versus the Falcons. And there is one big difference between these two teams. I will get more into it later. But first, let me read some of you guys' comments in the chat. But th- those are the ways that I would expect the Cowboys to get some pressure on Matt Ryan. And I think that they can do it. Jacob Trevino says, I think they should still keep Micah a linebacker and start Bash and Armstrong. I, I, I don't trust that much Bash and Armstrong. I would like it if the Cowboys don't place Parsons one, sorry, 100% of the time at defensive end, but I do want him rushing Matt Ryan a lot. And, and this game is so specific as well because you have the threat of Cordell Patterson and Cal Pitts and you want Michael Parsons to be in coverage as well because you don't want to be struggling with Keanu Neal and Leighton Vandridge only out there in coverage. So I, 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 it's, a, it's a dilemma. It's a, it, it truly is for the Cowboys. This game is huge for Dan Quinn. I'm expecting Dan Quinn to prove to us once again that he can adjust aggressively. Listen, the Broncos game, I've forgotten about it. Not really, but I'm not putting a lot of weight into it. I, ju- I just think we can't. So for most of the season, the Cowboys defense has been maybe inconsistent, but they have been able to adjust to some key absences on that defense, on that side of the ball. Tom Downey's burner account says, It sucks now, but damn, got a lot of firepower coming back. Been super lucky we haven't lost key people with season-long injuries those far. And that is true. Darius Darius says, Keep Michael Parsons as an edge guy, but move him around in different packages. And I agree. That is something that I believe that we will see. Most of the time, I would expect Parsons to be rushing the passer. But I, I agree with moving him around and having him in, in some spots. Steve Max saying, have we, having Jabril Cox would have helped so much right now if Parsons goes at to defensive end. It sucks that Jabril Cox is out for the season. Someone just mentioned that, hey, we have not had that many injuries. And I know that Gabriel is not really a starter for the defense, but it still sucks that he is not around to have some flexibility over there on defense like, like Stevie Mac just said. Thank you, Beryl. Thank you, Beryl, for your comment and, of course, for your donation. We really appreciate it. Our offense will bounce back and carry the load. No way we lose this game. And we'll get into the game prediction at the end of the show. And also, I will share with you my one bet to make on this game. Remember, as always, no heart involved on that bet, though. No heart involved on that bet. Put Parsons and Basham at edge and Oza and Golston in the middle. No way we lose his thumb down, his burner account. Listen, I think there's a way they can always lose it. I think it, it, it has the potential after last Sunday, I just don't want to be so sure about anything anymore in the NFL. I would make the Cowboys favorites on this game, but I, I, I can't see how Atlanta comes in the, into Dallas and pulls off the upset. I'm not saying that it will happen, but I I can visualize it happening. Like, there are some factors in this game that might make you think, hey, maybe, maybe we lose it. M- maybe the Cowboys lose it. Now, I agree with Beryl, though, that the offense, the Cowboys offense versus the Falcons defense, that is too good of a matchup. And I don't think that the Falcons stop the Cowboys offense on this game. I really don't. Hopefully, that is the case. And we'll get, as I said, uh, to the betting the Cowboys segment and the game pick segment. Joshua Davis actually saying, what's the spread for the game? The Cowboys are eight-point favorites, opened as nine-point favorites, Checked earlier today, though, they are already at eight. So the Cowboys are home eight-point favorites. I think that is a very first spread. Key stretch, three games in two weeks, then Saints, says so Steve, Steve White. Uh, we could have a six and six if we don't lock in. That is what the Cowboys want to avoid, of course. That is what you want to avoid. Now, there is one difference between the Chargers and the Falcons game, and I want to point this out because the Cowboys were able to put some pressure on Justin Herbert on that game, and... Things have changed somewhat after so many weeks. We're already at week 10 in the season. The Chargers, you might make the argument that they have a top 10 offensive line in the NFL. Their additions during the offseason have really paid off for them, especially Rashawn Slater, the rookie, for example. The Falcons offensive line, though, is so bad. It it really is so bad. It is one of the worst units in the entire NFL. Listen to this stat, and this is from PFF that actually ranks the Falcons O-line at number 30 in the NFL. All five starters for the Falcons offensive line have allowed double-digit pressures over the season. All five of them. There is one one guy in specific that we we should point out, and that is Jalen Mayfield, who has surrendered... 31 pressures in 345 pass blocking snaps. Mayfield also has five penalties to his name and he has been the weakest link in the Falcons offensive line. That th- Those numbers are directly from PFF. Listen, the Cowboys, just like they were punched in the mouth by the Broncos tre- in the trenches last weekend, the Cowboys can do that versus this Falcons offensive line. The Cowboys can really just out physical the Falcons in this game. Hopefully that is the case. Hopefully. But the Cowboys pass rush once again has been middle of the pack so far. So far this season, their pressure rate numbers, their blitz rate numbers, they are all either average or below average in the league so far. Uh, Stevie Mack don't even don't even tell me that, man. I, I will get mad once again. Melvin Ingram would would be quite nice right now. I agree with you. I, I would have loved it if the Cowboys traded for Melvin Ingram. You guys know that. But, hey, they didn't. They they were, once again, too conservative at the trade deadline. We're not surprised. I mean, that is how the Cowboys operate. But it would have been nice to get some help. Uh, Dallas John saying, What's your opinion on signing free agent Oliver Vernon or Adrian Claiborne? I'm not a fan of signing Claiborne. Uh, no, not only because it brings me some... Some unwanted flashbacks from 2017. But all kidding aside, I'm not a fan of Claiborne. I like Oliver Vernon. I would sign him. Uh, I think that he has, he has not found a team yet because, of course, he was dealing with an injury during the offseason since last year, actually. I think that Vernon would be quite a nice addition for any team. However, you have to know, in my opinion, that he's not going to come in and play 65% of the snaps. He's likely to play less than that. But I would like it. Yeah, hey, I think that Vernon would be a nice rotation piece for the Cowboys defense, even when the Marcus Lawrence comes back and even when Randy Gregory comes back. So I would definitely like Vernon. I wouldn't be a fan of Adrian Claiborne, but Vernon, I would like. Vernon, I would definitely. Let me get a, a sip of water here because I'm kind of dying. I don't know why. I've been talking a lot today, guys. I've been talking a lot, I, I, and not even during shows or things like that, but just overall. <laughs> I'm calling a Cowboys victory and Gallup with a touchdown. Says Jason. I have some predictions of my own, and actually, let's get into them. Let's get into the betting the Cowboys segment, as always here on ADC Sports Dallas Prime Time. This is betting the Cowboys. We are six and two this season. Uh, no, excuse me. We are five and three. I'm li- I'm lying to you. The Cowboys are six and two, but we are five and three during the betting the Cowboys segment and in case you are new here to prime time the rules are that this is not based on how we feel about the cowboys or anything we're just trying to find an edge on the betting world and find one bet to make even if it's against the cowboys so for one second we put aside our heart of course you don't have to you don't have to make the bet but i like this segment and i i've always been a sports better to be honest with you i've always liked to bet on sports And this is the first time in the season that I'm not going to back the Cowboys because so far either we were going with the Cowboys betting spread, the high numbers and the low numbers. Of course, the Cowboys just lost their first game against the spread last weekend versus the Broncos. They were minus 10. They lost outright. Either we did that or we were going with the team total over for the Cowboys. And that played against us. A, a, a few times, so we're aiming to bounce back, and I think that even though I'm spoiler alert, I'm picking the Cowboys to win this game. I think that this total for the Falcons is a little bit low. The Falcons are averaging 22 points per game. They're one of the they they 12th best team in the NFL in the red zone. The Cowboys are the 25th defense within the 20. So I don't, I don't know. 22.5 seems like a low number for the Falcons. Especially with what we've been talking about with the pass rush. I think that the Falcons put some points on the board. And worst case scenario, the Cowboys offense blows up. And then the Falcons can get this number at the end of the game in garbage time. I like it. I like Falcons team total over 22.5. We're 5-3 and three this season. Minus 125 is the bet. Those odds are via DraftKings. So... Of course, we don't we don't like to root for the other team, and I won't. Don't worry, I won't. But that is my one bet to make. Falcons team total over 22 and a half. I, I like that bet. I'm going to be honest with you. I, I do like it. Now, moving on. Sorry, I, I stopped the music. I don't know why. Uh moving on to the betting to do the blind recap of the game. This is the game prediction. Now, Tom down is burning our counts. I think the Atlantic Covers at plus eight. They might. So here's here's my mentality and my decision-making and why I went with the Falcons team total over at 22 and a half. I think that there's a part of me that things that the Cowboys cover. There's a part of me that thinks that the Cowboys offense just looks unstoppable against these Falcons defense. But I also don't want to go with, with the Cowboys because, you know, what we saw last weekend is difficult to move on from. I think the Cowboys will move on from it, but I don't know if there will be some rust still there for maybe Dak. I don't know how Terrence Steele will perform. I'm not entirely sure if Dante Fowler will play or not. So who will be, who will Terrence Steele be facing playing and play out, right? Jason says, good bet. I think it is The right bet to make, because I think that you cover yourself for a variety of reasons. If the Falcons keep it close, I think they hit this over easily. And if the Cowboys blow up, I think that the Falcons can still get to it in in garbage time. Barl Killer says uh, 37-24 is his prediction. Tom Atlanta covers that, says Dario. The way the Cowboys have played versus the slot wide receivers, Russell Gage needs to be someone to key up on. Says Chain Carter. And this is the thing about this Falcons offense and why I'm going with them on this game, even though their offensive line has played so poorly. They have Cal Pitts, they have Cordell Patterson, they have Russell Gage, even Hayden Hurst. I think that the, the Falcons have a lot of players that they need to key on, uh, uh, key up on, as Chain is saying in the chat. So before we go tonight, before we go tonight, uh, here we go. Drop your score prediction for Falcons at Cowboys. Here we go. Blind recap time here on primetime. As always, if you're new here, we do the prediction for the game as we have acting as we had already seen the game. So we are going to recap the, the Falcons Cowboys game without actually watching it on TV yet. So here we go. Game prediction for Falcons at Cowboys and drop yours at uh, in the chat, whether you're watching on Facebook or YouTube. Here we go. The Cowboys got punched in the mouth last weekend, but they made the Falcons' offensive line pay for it as Parsons and Oza combined for three sacks on Matt Ryan. The Falcons were able to find big plays, but not enough. Not enough to keep up with a waking-up Cowboys offense that scored touchdowns in three of its four opening drives. Big day for City Lamp as he got 88 yards and one touchdown. Cowboys, 36. Falcons, 26. That is my score prediction for the game on Sunday. It will be an exciting one. There's a lot of things that I want to, to watch on this one. Um, I, I really want to see how Dan Quinn, you know, handles his defense versus a, a Falcons team, especially now that Randy Gregory is, is out for the next three games. I want to see if, hey, I want to see the Cowboys make a statement. That is what I want from this game. I want the Cowboys to tell the rest of the NFL, listen, We are the elite team that we have been claiming to be. And that game versus the Broncos, that was just a bump on the road. That's what I want the Cowboys to prove. And it happens with the best of teams, right? I'm sure that many in the NFL are not expecting the Bills to continue to struggle. They are expecting the the, the Bills to bounce back strong. And the same happened with the Patriots back when they were dominant. It happened with the Chiefs last year or two years before, uh, I, I just want the Cowboys to be that similar team as well, so 34-27 says Chain Carter, uh, Tom Downey goes with 31-27, 31-27 as well for Stephen White, 27-17 Cowboys, so Joshua also has the Cowboys covering the spread, 30-29 to says TC915, Tommy Cowboys kick a field goal late to win, Oh, by the way, that was going to be a part of my prediction. Larry Myrullah, who gets two field goals. Uh, have some confidence, kids, This Barrel. Hey, I think that 36 26 is showing confidence, though. <laughs> I've won money on boys every game except last one, and it was upset sun- upset Sunday, so we will win big this week. I hope so. I hope so. And if, and if you look at my prediction, I actually have the Cowboys covering, but. I'm I'm always looking for value, and I don't know. I think that 22 and a half provides some value for 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 you if you, if you are a better cardic. Cowboys coming to you this Sunday, says Tom Downey. Hopefully not. I don't know. I, I, I miss the Cowboys being a little bit of a Cardiac team. That Vikings game was definitely Cardiac. but I I gotta tell you, I was emotionally consumed and exhausted by the time the game started. Like that Vikings game was so close and so intense that, yeah, sure, it was cardiac. But by by the time the game started, I was out emotionally because Dak Prescott was not playing. And my, my energy was spent pregame figuring out whether or not number four was going to be active or not. So uh, I, I kind of did not live it so intensely as some other closed games, right? And then the Broncos game by halftime, after the block punt thing happened and the Broncos scored three points and then the Cowboys did not go for it on fourth and six, I was like, ah, I'm out of this game. And I think most Cowboys fans were as well. Jason says 38-24, go Cowboys. All I'm going to say is we get the wins. Is Dallas Young. And Joshua says the last time he won the Super Bowl was when the Atlanta Braves won the World Series. And I think that there is a similar thing going on there with the Milwaukee Bucks, if I'm not mistaken. Rush to Stephen White, getting excited just by thinking about the Cowboys backup quarterback. Shout out to Steve White, who actually owns a Cooper Rush jersey. Now, listen, uh, one more thing. Hopefully... And I don't want to jinx the Cowboys or anything like that. I just want to, you know, if I've thought about it, you have to think about it as well. 2017, facing the Falcons, back up left tackle. Just let's hope that the Cowboys really take care of that. I think they will. Remember, that game was on a different coaching staff. I, I am confident on Kellen Moore, Mike McCarthy, sending a lot of help Terrence Steele's way, especially if Dante Fowler comes back from injured reserve. He's already pla- practicing with the Falcons. You know that a lot of teams handle these activations in very different ways. Dante Fowler might or might not be back on Sunday. The Falcons' top pass rusher, hopefully he is not. And hopefully we don't have to worry a lot about Dak Prescott's blindside. 34-24 is Jerry Don hutman 34-24. So a lot of people, you know, more or less between the seven point range and the between seven points and 12 and 10 points. I think that is more or less the average that we saw in the chat today. My prediction is Cowboys 36, Falcons 26. All right, guys, if you enjoyed the video, if you en- enjoyed the show, make sure you hit the like button, make sure you share it as well. If you're watching on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter, Please let your friends know that you're watching primetime. Let your friends know about it. Let's get some more Cowboys fans in here. Let's grow the community. And I really appreciate you guys and your support in the chat always or through a like button. And, of course, the fact that you show up day after day here on ADC Sports Dallas primetime. Really appreciate it. Make sure you check out adcsports.com slash Dallas Thank you for Stevie, uh, to Stevie Mac for putting that link over there, adcsports.com slash Dallas for more Cowboys content and, of course, Mavericks content. Tom down his burner account, as always, saying goodbye with, with a comment. Why is Rowdy so creepy? I always enjoy that. Uh, read on the Mavericks. Read on the Cowboys and how they could adjust to Randy Gregory. You got my thoughts. Go get some of, uh, of our Grider's thoughts on it. So thank you, guys. Thank you for being with me. This is the last show of the week. I will see you on Sunday. Well, technically last show of the week, Sunday is still the same week, but you know' it's a, it's a different day for it's a, it's a new week basically because the Falcons game will be over. Hopefully we you know join each other here to talk about a Cowboys win and not and, and hopefully we, don't, we do not meet each other at 8 p.m Central on Sunday in devastated fashion like we did last week. Thank you, guys. Thank you for your support. I will see you Sunday night, 8 p.m. Central. Thank you all.